Welcome to the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio, the podcast for talent acquisition aficionados, HR lovers, and the recruitment connoisseurs out there looking to get inspired and challenge traditional approaches to hiring. Here, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the recruitment process, engaging fresh talent, managing tough internal hiring dilemmas, and of course, the future of talent acquisition. I'm your host, Adri Smith from Recruity. I'll be quizzing the experts, asking the burning questions, and of course, bringing you great guests each episode. By the end of every episode, we'll offer a few hypotheticals and of course, tips to take back to your team and workplace. Digitalization is changing the world we live in. Recruitment is no exception. We're hiring more and more for tech-specific roles, but also using more tech in our hiring. But technology is not just changing the landscape for recruiters, but job seekers as well. There's a massive list of game changers like video interviewing, review websites, global networks like LinkedIn, mobile-first recruitment, and more. Today, I'm joined by Madara Camps from Ice Mobile to discuss the connection between technology and recruitment. Welcome, Madara. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you want other recruiters to understand how important it is to connect with technology? So at Ice Mobile, I'm responsible for employer branding and internal communications, but I have a background in recruitment for around about five years or so. Next to that, I'm a blogger and I'm an in-house mentor at Other, which is a company that advises tech vendors on how to adapt their technologies for their customer needs. And I also have my own consultancy advising organizations on how to implement recruitment tech. And I think it's important to understand uh, the importance of tech because we live in a world with hyper-connected consumers Mm -hmm. where people are more connected than ever with new purchasing habits, preferences for interacting with social and the commercial world around them, directly shaped by the technology they use. So if you approach a candidate as a consumer, tech affects the way people are choosing for jobs. And have you found uh, any challenges when it comes to connecting technology with recruitment? Because I think for many, it's not, it's not always so straightforward. No, that's true. Yeah, definitely. So even though we're saying that technology is the future of recruitment for years, we're working in an industry that's under influence of a lot of different disruptions. When it comes to tech and the challenges of connecting this with recruitment, most of the times it's just about being afraid of change and tech replacing recruiters. But I disagree with that. Since this is an opportunity to have the time to focus on the human touch of the industry, there's a a scala of tools and tech and even AI that is upcoming. And we can use this to talk and engage with our candidates. But at the end of the day, there is still a recruiter creating the feeling between the candidate and the company. So the added value of the recruiter is actually creating a feeling. Can you elaborate on that? You know, even though there's a lot of tech, uh, there's still a human side that cannot be replaced by tech at this moment, Mm -hmm. maybe within 20 years or so. But for example, if you take technology that screens resumes and connects that with vacancy techs, it's a really efficient way to review resumes and select candidates, right? But if you really want to know who the person is behind the resume. There should be another person in front of the candidate to ask questions about what drives people or what makes them happy in life, for example. You cannot get that out of a resume. Yeah, I think we hear a lot of talking about how AI can potentially replace the recruiter, but I think in many instances, it's not necessarily a legitimate fear. How do you respond to people who do say this sort of thing? Well, most of the times, like, from my approach, from my consultancy or my role as well, 
It's more about taking away the fear and also a bit of change management, actually. So you used to have this client and they implemented a cool, awesome new tech tool, mm -hmm. but they did not have any communication about it with their staff. So once implemented, the staff was like, okay, so what is this going to do for us? How should we work with it? And it's just about guiding people through the tech that you're going to use, definitely. Why do you think recruitment in general is so obstinate to change? Or do you think it's not specific to recruitment? No, I think that people in general are afraid of change most mm -hmm. of the times. I think that people are driven by things like fear or changing their habits and stuff like that. So I don't know, as I mentioned, recruitment is always under the influence of a lot of different disruptions. I mean, you have to look at the labor market, the economy, also the company that you work for and how they are doing. So, you know, you're constantly trying to handle all these changes and then tech is just the aspect of that as well. So we've kind of touched on tech as a tool in recruitment. Yeah. But what about tech as a disruptor in the labor market? How have you seen companies adapt to hiring mostly for tech roles? Have there been any challenges in that respect? Yeah, I think so. I think that As I mentioned before, the hyper-connected consumer, that companies should adapt their way of recruiting. Mm -hmm. And it's also about how people are searching for jobs, for example. Like one of the examples that I always give is that on average, people spend, no matter how you turn it, four hours a day on their mobile phone. And if you want to get into their mind as a company, it's really important to be in those mobile applications. So be part of, uh, for example, LinkedIn that you just mentioned, or be visible with a job ad in their social media apps. Um, I even came across this other company that advertised jobs on uh, Tinder, for example, which is pretty cool because it's not an area where you, you know, are expecting any jobs, but it's, yeah, it, it can be a way to, you know, get people on board and let them know more about your company as well. Yeah. So you're a little bit of a specialist in global employer branding. That's your area, your area of expertise. Yeah. How have you seen tech changing that space in general? If you take it back to the beginning, uh, recruitment is marketing and is sales. So if you look at employer branding, it's basically a different way of marketing. And I think that if you look into the marketing area, that there's a lot of technology that is already there, which we can use and directly implement into our recruitment process. And it really starts with simple things like recruitment marketing, for example, And that is connected with a recruiter understanding the target group that they're approaching. Like one of the benefits, for example, is data-driven marketing. So based on data-driven marketing, you can have a lot of numbers and information about your target group. And you can use this to create engaging content, track them, but also be visible in channels or on channels that they don't really expect to see you. <laughs> This is a problem that a lot of recruiters have because they're kind of expected to be not only finding people, interviewing people, also doing the admin, a lot of the admin behind hiring people. Yeah. But now, in addition to that, there are also kind of these employer branding marketeers mm -hmm. trying to actively attract candidates. Mm -hmm. Do you think at a certain point it's too much for recruiters yeah. to accept all of this responsibility? Yes, definitely. So like one of the difficulties that I, that I see with recruiters starting to use technology is that there's just a lack of time or that people are stuck in their habits or they don't even know where to start. So if you look at it, like 
there is a digital solution for every part of the candidate journey, but which solution will help you directly in your daily life and with a measurable return on investment as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really challenging and it's prioritizing basically. So what I always advise to other companies that I work for is, for example, to start with searching for the biggest pain in your recruitment process. So today, recruiters are actually expected to do quite a lot in the recruitment process and also now kind of outside of the direct recruitment process, what we call talent acquisition. Mm -hmm. So they're expected to do the admin, the recruiting, and now also the kind of recruitment marketing and the employer branding. Yeah. How have you seen recruiters struggle with this and what's the role in tech in helping? It has two sides. Like, obviously, in general, recruiters are always really busy. So you have... Uh, lack of time, you know, you can't keep up with all the developments, but sometimes it's also being in this industry for such a long time that you just have your own habits of doing things. And sometimes it's also, I just don't know where to start. That's something that I get back a lot from my other fellow recruiters, so to speak. And there's also a digital solution for every part of the candidate journey. So it's more about what helps you directly in your day-to-day job. And to figure that out, I would say to start with the biggest pain in your recruitment process. Mm -hmm. So really keep it simple. So you just try out your candidate journey and then divide it into four segments, for example. So one of them is employer branding slash marketing or whatever you want to call it. And then you should just decide on, okay, so how many input can I deliver? But to be honest, I think that you should not combine these two roles in one. I mean, recruitment is still seen as a costly item, I know, but it's really important to have these two roles separately because how can you be aware of what a target group is doing and, you know, trying to connect them and engage with them in a marketing way and at the same time talk to them about the stuff? No, it's just it's way too much, definitely. So I think we were talking about this shortly before, but you now see kind of the emergence of roles like employer branding marketer and uh, talent acquisition specialist. Is that something you see as a direct impact of new tech or actually the expanding role of the recruiter? I think that it's more in the expanding role of of the recruiter, but I think that tech can help you with setting these roles up, definitely. So I think this is the question that a lot of companies want to ask when, when they're talking about specifically recruitment tech, but how expensive is it for a company to invest in this? How do they determine what tech to invest in and what not to? Yeah, that's a question that I get a lot, to be honest, like from most companies. And like one of the things that I should start with is avoid the shiny new toy syndrome. Mm-hmm. And with that, I mean that it's always tempting to want to buy and try the latest and greatest tech, right? And also, if you're under pressure and you want to engage with the hyper-connected consumer, it can be tempting to invest in the latest tech. But it's also about thinking about the tech that you're buying. So in which innovation spectrum is the technology that you want to adapt? So is it radical, so very new, like AI, for example, with a high disruption level? So big impact on that side. But it's also a lot of uncertainty and risk and cost involved because most of the times it's really expensive. On the other hand, you have more incremental tech, so more accepted, a high level of acceptance by other companies or by candidates. So if you mapped out this and you decided on which direction you want to go, then it's about connecting the phase where the technology is in 
to the phase where the organization is in. If you've done that, then you should also take a step back and just look at the basics. Because, for example, an ATS system like yourselves, I come across so many companies that don't even have an ATS system set up. And that's really strange because we live in 2019 and you have all these different options. So start with the basics and keep it simple. And if you talk about, I don't know, convincing your internal stakeholders, it's more about technology provides you to measure a lot of stuff through the data that you get. And this ensures the understanding of your target group, but also the understanding of how your organization works. So for example, what I did, I started with collecting all the recruitment metrics that I could find internally, but I also researched the way that people are engaging with a company online. I checked out the, the target groups and what they think that was interesting. Just really start with personas and, you know, the marketing basics, to be mm-hmm. honest. And it's not really difficult to understand this as a recruiter as well. You can keep it really simple. So often you see uh, technology like uh, chatbots being implemented left, right, and center. Is that always the most relevant technology to implement? And are there other kinds of technology that might not be always the most relevant? It depends on the problem that you're having. And for example, um, the chatbots, you know, I worked or I worked for with this company that wanted to approach a target group between 14 and 70 years old, they thought it would be great to implement a chatbot. So even though building a chatbot is really easy, the implementation in general can be really hard. For example, the answers that the chatbot is giving to the candidates, but also how you're using this data and loading it into your system, that can be a really big challenge which makes it less engaging for the candidate, but also less engaging for the recruitment team to work with because you have this huge amount of data and you have a resume next to it, but you know, you're know you getting back into your old habits. So you just start to use the resume instead of the information that you got from the chatbot. So what is the added value of the chatbot then if nobody is engaged with it in general? And that should really be kind of the role of technology, right? To help you better engage with your candidates. Definitely. Are there other examples where you can see that tech actually stops that whole process of actually engaging with your candidates? I know candidates often complain about, for example, ATS is screening. I think that's one of candidates' biggest concern is that their CV never gets to the recruitment team mm-hmm. because it's just picking out the keywords. Yeah. But in reality, I think most people in recruitment know that that's not necessarily always the case. Are there any other forms of technology that you see as kind of inhibiting the, the candidate connection, as it were? I think, for example, assessments. If you look into different assessment tools that there are in the market, it should add value. Like, for example, if you are hiring techies and you give them a tech assessment, which is really broad and it takes them a lot of time to invest in making that assessment, for example, four or eight hours, it's just not working at all because you're you're working in this really competitive labor market and then somebody with a full-time job has to invest four or eight hours of their free time in completing that. So then you have this awesome assessment tool, which is not really helping the candidate experience in general. So what you can also do is just invite the candidate to your office put them next to a developer, for example, and let them code together for an hour. And there you have the assessment. So it depends on the size of the company, of course. <laughs> but you know, why should you invest in this big assessment tool then? 
it's not worth it, if you ask me. So I don't think you could have a podcast about technology and recruitment without mentioning AI. Yeah. Where do you think we are when it comes to AI and recruitment? I think that when it comes to AI and recruitment, we're not there yet. To be honest, it will take us multiple years to even understand the possibilities that AI or machine learning and deep learning have to offer for recruitment. I see a lot of recruiters that still need to have an ATS system or that never thought about the candidate journey or even touching up on personas and really understanding their target group. So yes, of course, AI is it's super exciting. I think that it offers a lot of opportunities for other industries, like for the finance or the marketing industry, mm-hmm. for example. But within recruitment, no, it's not there yet. It can, it can help, you know, the early adapters that want to present something interesting, but you really have to wonder if that's appealing for candidates too. It's really important to use the data that you get and that you can also collect without even using or implementing the tech yet to convince your internal stakeholders. So, uh, for example, what I did is that I combined the recruitment metrics with our time to hire and our time to fill our cost per hire with our monthly contractor or freelancer costs. And I was able to convince the business to invest in a forecasting tool where we were able to anticipate on the additional resource requirements in time so that it could actually save us cost. So if you are in a position where you can say, hey, I've got a great idea, we need to buy and invest in tech, but we can save a lot of cost. That's always interesting for a company to, you know, to go for that in that direction, definitely. So I think you've mentioned now kind of uh, change management and also stakeholder management quite a lot when you're talking about connecting technology with recruitment. Mm -hmm. Have you seen other companies really struggle with this or has it been kind of more of a natural process? No, I think that a lot of companies struggle with this, definitely. It's really funny because if you look and you talk about tech, people are always talking about, you know, how should we connect this to our systems or how can we use this to approach our target groups? But most of the time, the internal aspect and the human side actually is forgotten. So no, I think that, that it's really important to look at that and to start internally, just start with the basics. I think you have to have kind of like an appetite for change and a little bit of an appetite for technology before you get started. Is that right? Yeah. Well, if you are the person that is taking the initiative to implement the tech, yes, of course. But if you want to get all the other internal stakeholders on board, I think it's more about having a certain way of convincing people that this change is actually worth it. Well, if there's anyone who's going to convince people of change, I think it's recruiters. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think they so do too. it. They do it on a daily basis. Yeah. So well equipped for that. Are there any tactics that you would recommend for recruiters looking to kind of start that change within their own company to start implementing new tech and to make changes in their recruitment process? Yeah. Just as I said before, like it's really about mapping your recruitment process. Just write it down, just sit down and just draw out your recruitment process slash candidate journey or however you call it. And what you can also do, for example, is involve other stakeholders. For example, people that you just hired or people that you interviewed. So one of the things that we do, for example, is that we also send out surveys to applicants mm-hmm. to ask them how they experience the recruitment process but also surveys for new hires to ask them how they experience the process. And I think it's two different experiences, right? Like if you got the job or if you're rejected. And it's also really good to, you know, 
get more intel on how people are experiencing your journey in general. And then you can try to connect it with your own pains and figure out what you should start on first. Yeah, I think that's a really important point that you've now made a couple of times that you have to kind of see where your biggest recruitment pain point is and decide what tech actually solves that first. Yeah. So one of the questions that I want to finish with is what kind of tech do you see as the breakthrough tech of this year of the future? Wow, that's a really interesting question. Because of course you have video interviewing, you have mobile first technology, you have these global networks. What do you think is going to be the big breakthrough? Well, as I mentioned before, I think that mobile first should already be there. Like if your career page is not adaptable and you cannot see it on your mobile phone, then yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So sorry for the people that don't have that. I think you should have it already. As we mentioned before, also the employer branding and the marketing part is coming up. So I'm really interested in recruitment marketing tools and connecting it with data. I think that data tech tools and how you can connect them with your recruitment process are the most interesting to look at now, because you can also look into AI, for example. I think that that's better to invest in, in like five or 10 years. So I would say data tech recruitment tools that help you to understand your target group. Just understand what is making people behave in a certain way to really understand your target group. Because as a recruiter, for example, if you're recruiting in tech, you always think that you know what is most appealing to the techies that you're hunting or that you're sourcing. But it's changing. The tech community, there are like tons of new technologies that are coming out. Just follow what everybody's doing and do that based on the data that that you can get. Well, I think one of the most applicable versions of this recruitment marketing tech to kind of reaching out to tech candidates is A-B testing. And of course, that also goes with what you're saying in that what worked today might not work tomorrow. Because of course, you can A-B test a uh, subject line. You can say, okay, I'm going to do this one uh, for X amount of candidates and another one for X amount of candidates. And then in the end what worked for it maybe a one one day but then a month later it might not be the right one anymore because people are inundated with the same kind of outreach yeah and that's you know it's coming back to why you asked me that that how recruiters should handle combining branding marketing and recruitment at the same time that's why i think that you should separate these two roles and it's yeah yeah you have to convince your internal stakeholders to invest in this but i think it's really worth it definitely well thank you so much for joining us today madara sure and uh, hopefully have you back soon (laughs) thanks again for joining us on the talent acquisition innovators radio we hope you enjoyed the episode and of course if you did feel free to share it on linkedin twitter facebook wherever you're most active and if you'd like to be updated on when our next podcast is going to be released you can sign up at blog.recruity.com slash podcast. See you in the next one.